0: Change is the one constant in life. It is inevitable and it will happen to all of us at one time or another. Whether we like it or not, people and circumstances will change. We will get sick, loved ones will die, jobs will be lost, couples will grow apart, and children will move out. And when that happens, we are scared and sometimes lost. But here is the good news. Each one of us can write the next chapter of our life. No matter what we face, with the right mindset and unwavering tenacity, we can raise the curtain to a second act. I'm Joan Herman, and through my Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life brand and Second Acts, it is my mission to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation to write the next part of your story. And what a story it will be. Welcome to Second Acts. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for joining us. Gaslighting is a technique of manipulating others in order to gain control. Today's guest, Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, joins us to shed light on gaslighting and to offer strategies to help us cope and break free. Dr. Sarkis is a psychotherapist who is a senior contributor to Forbes, Psychology Today, and The Huffington Post. She is the best selling author of multiple books, including Gaslighting, Recognized Manipulative and Emotionally Abusive People, and Break Free. Welcome, Dr. Sarkis. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Jen. Doctor, a lot of us are familiar with the term gaslighting, but I don't think we really understand what it means. So what is gaslighting, and how does it work?
1: Well, gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse, which is a form of domestic violence, and the purpose of gaslighting is that the perpetrator tries to make the victim feel like they're going crazy and that they cannot trust the version of reality. And what that means is, is that the victim... Keeps relying on the perpetrator for their version of reality because they're told that they can't trust themselves and by that way the perpetrator isolates the person and also uh, increases the control over their life. How does something like this
0: even get started in a relationship?
1: It's a slow build-up so when you first have a relationship with someone that has this type of of abusive behavior initially there's a thing called love bombing which is where you meet someone and they tell you the best thing ever and they pressure you to move in right away, and it seems too good to be true because it is. And that's called idealizing. Then you get into devaluing, which is once the, the person knows that you're committed, and they will ask things like, you know, are you 100% in? Uh, is this, you know, what you want? Are we committed? Then they start bringing up things that, like, like your parents. Uh, they tell you that they think that the, your friends and family aren't good influences. They continually start picking at you and it eventually gets the devaluing process which is where they, you find that they have already had relationships on the side or they just leave all of a sudden. And if you leave, they will try to hoover you or suck you back into the relationship so they can get what's called narcissistic supply, uh, which is you know, they need constant attention and they don't want to let you out of their grasp.
0: So are most gaslighters narcissists?
1: They can be. Uh, you can also have gaslighters that learn this as a form of communication. They learn that that from their parents and a dysfunctional family that this is how relationships go. So those people are more likely to seek help because they realize that, wait a second, I'm doing something in my relationships is not working well. However, if you have narcissistic personality disorder, you tend to view your behavior as fine and everyone else has the problem, so you're less likely to seek help for it.
0: What type of person is most likely to fall victim to... A gaslighter, is it someone who's a people pleaser?
1: It could be, but I think we're all prone to it. I think we all have levels where we are prone to someone manipulating us. I think when we're vulnerable, so if you have medical conditions and uh, or you've gone through a period of grief, I think you're particularly vulnerable. I think people in helping professions, such as teachers, attorneys, medical professionals, therapists, are more likely to become susceptible to this person because we tend to believe that people can change. And we're more likely to believe in the good nature of people. So
0: you had mentioned that, you know, one type of a gaslighter is someone who just learned this this dysfunctional behavior from his or her family relationships. But why else would someone do this? What's the end goal?
1: What people do it for is, is not only because, again, like, like you mentioned, they learned it from their family of origin, but they also sometimes get a dopamine boost from controlling and manipulating people. So a dopamine is a neurotransmitter, and it's a feel-good chemical. So we get that usually from petting our dog or cat, or playing with our kids, or doing a good job at work. But people that are are sociopaths or that have this need for control get dopamine through controlling people and manipulating them. So they get a reward, a, a brain reward from doing this, which is kind of opposite of, of what majority of people do. We don't like having people feel bad. Uh, so it's something that the person will do purposely sometimes, uh, because they need that sense of power and control. And and like you said, you know, other people are different their family members. But the bottom line is that, that either way, the behavior is abusive, regardless of how they came to that behavior. What's so
0: interesting about this, I, I, you know, I think the only thing that I had really known about gaslighting was an old movie that was a thriller. It was, you know, a, a mm-hmm. suspense thriller type movie, but you never realize that this can be taking place in a daily interpersonal relationship.
1: Right. And the movie from the 1940s, the husband was turning down the gas lights in the home and making them dimmer. And the wife was saying, you know what, I think there's something wrong with the gas lights. I think they are being turned down." He goes, nope. mm -mm. I think you need to get checked out. I think you're crazy. You've got problems. And that's exactly what what this type of person does. They'll tell you that what you're seeing and hearing isn't what happened. They will hide valuable items on you, sentimental items like your wedding ring, jewelry, and tell you that you're irresponsible and you lost it. They'll tell you that you're irresponsible with money, even though there's been no signs of that. And they'll tell you that you need to sign all your assets and accounts over to them. Uh, so they will continually make you feel like you're going crazy. They'll tell you other people think that you're crazy, so you're less likely to go out and seek help because you're afraid that people are going to think that, that you're the issue. And you're told you're the issue. You're told that mm-hmm. if you only did X, Y, and Z, that they wouldn't do this behavior. But this is a pattern they've had over relationships. This is not the first relationship they've had where they've, they've usually have engaged this abusive behavior. Can gaslighting
0: be done on a bigger scale? So, for example, we hear so much today about you know, social media or media control, politicians, could mm-hmm. this be something that they can be doing to control all of us in our daily lives?
1: Oh, absolutely. We'll, you saw in 2016 that it's been proven that there was a Russian infiltration into Facebook and uh, in the political campaigns. So we see that this is on a global scale. You have dictators telling people that, that what they're seeing and what they're hearing is incorrect, or they control the media. We certainly see it on socially a larger scale. If this
0: can happen to us on a daily basis in our personal relationships, but it can also happen on a grander scale, how do we start to recognize that this is even occurring?
1: Education is key. So we need to know on a global scale what do dictators do? They usually create an us and a them. They usually create some form of enemy that, that is made up. They will uh, have uh, state-owned media. They will have uh, they will have people that will enforce these archaic guidelines for people. Um, they will use threats and, and force in order to get their way. In relationships, you have red flags. If something feels wrong, it probably is. One of the biggest signs a, on a first date with someone is how do they treat the staff? How do they treat people that they feel are, are uh, lesser than them? Do they start yelling at someone when they don't get their food done the right way? So that's a real tip-off. Look at how they treat other people. So We really need to know the red flags. Someone pushing too hard for commitment to begin the relationship, that's a red flag as well. And again, trust your intuition. I think sometimes that we're more than we talk about people pleasing. I think we're less likely to walk away from someone uh, like on a date if we feel like they're being inappropriate because we don't want to look rude. Well, we need to start looking at what's in our own best interest. And in your best interest is to get away from this person as soon as possible because the more time you spend with this person, the more likely it is that you'll get sucked into their, their gaslighting scheme.
0: And the problem is when your intuition is telling you or your critical thought is telling you that something's not right, you're faced with someone daily who's making you feel like you're crazy for having these thoughts.
1: Right. So it, it becomes kind of a, a paradoxical thing is that the more that you feel like you're not crazy, the more you're told you're crazy. So it's very difficult to to get around that feeling of, wait a second, there's something really wrong and I need mean, to do something about it. When someone says, you know what, nobody's going to believe you, you have nowhere to go. At that stage where you realize that something's being done, that these people have usually isolated you from friends and family, so you may feel like you have nowhere to go. And also, if they've, if they've practiced economic abuse, which is, again, you know, having to turn over your accounts, you may not have the resources available to leave. So, and we also, as people, have an issue with stop loss, which means that we've already invested time into this relationship, so we're hesitant to leave because of that time investment. So we're more likely to stay than leave because we've already given so much time. And people will blame themselves. They'll look up, they'll Google, what's wrong with me? A lot of people come into my therapy office saying, you know, why, what am I doing wrong to this person, you know, well, this relationship isn't working. And it turns out they're not doing anything wrong at all. The other person is making a concerted effort to gain control and power over them.
0: And so there would be, and I guess this is a very important distinction, that there are different degrees of gaslighting. There's someone who's just doing it on a smaller scale all the way to that extremely manipulative person who just wants total control of you.
1: Right. And the end goal is always control and isolation, yes, but it can be to different degrees. The bottom line is if you feel like you're in a relationship like this, something feels wrong, consider leaving. One of the best things you can do is go no contact, which means blocking phone numbers, blocking emails. Blocking their social media accounts, but if you have kids with someone, you can't always go low contact, no contact. So I, I recommend going low contact, which means having a pretty strict parenting plan that says exactly when the kids should be exchanged. Contact the family law attorney. Sometimes you pro bono work, uh, which means that they don't charge you for their services. So uh, consult a family law attorney to see what your rights are, what your children's rights are when you leave.
0: And I would think that when you do try to get away from someone who exhibits this type of behavior they're going to tell you and everyone in your life that this was all your fault they have no blame in any of this
1: right and they also will send people to talk to you so let's say you go no contact with someone they'll send what are called flying monkeys and they're named flying monkeys because flying monkeys sent messages for the wicked witch wizard of Oz. and they'll come up to you and they'll say you know so and so really misses you they really wish you were in their life again and and they're so sad and and i wish that you would help them and, and talk with them again You have to make it very clear with people that you are not going to talk about this person, that you are not going to entertain any talk of any messages that are being sent to you because they will try doing that. They don't like losing their narcissistic supply. They don't Mm -hmm. like what they view as being abandoned. Um, So they will do whatever it takes to get you back. So you have to set really firm boundaries with the people in your life that you're not going to talk about this person or, or listen to any messages sent from others.
0: Okay, so you've mentioned a few times the importance of getting away from this type of relationship. If someone is listening to us right now and that person is saying, oh my gosh, this is my life, what can he or she do to get started in this process?
1: First, be aware that when you plan to leave and when you're leaving, can be the most lethal times in an abusive relationship. So you have to be very careful and and look at safety. Many domestic violence shelters do have a safety advocate on staff, and they can talk to you about the safest way to leave. Uh, Some people have had to leave in the middle of the night with with nothing with them just to get out of the situation. Uh, So also make sure, again, that if you have kids with this person, that uh, your kids are safe, that your pets are safe, because they will also use pets as a way to get revenge on you or they will use them as a way to have contact with you. So make sure you take your pets with you. Uh, Domestic violence shelters, some take pets, some don't, but there are several veterinarians that will take uh, pets for boarding at no charge until someone can find uh, housing for themselves and find a, a, a safe place to stay so I uh, so the the most important thing is to get out and there are various ways you can do that but most importantly consider your safety and also be careful if there are any firearms uh, in the home too and also uh, there are different I would consult with an attorney and talk with them about how you can protect yourself you know when you leave
0: and you mentioned a few warning signs so that we don't even get into this situation are there any other warning signs that we should be paying attention to
1: Someone that talks disparagingly about their ex or their family in the very beginning, when you meet them, they use uh, negative language. They use slurs to talk about someone. Uh, they uh, focus a lot on their accomplishments, but don't ask you anything about you. Uh, when they ask you how you're doing, it doesn't seem like there's any feeling behind it. It's just—it's called cognitive empathy. They're saying, you know, how are you? You know what's going on as because they know that that's the way that you socialize with people, but they don't have any feeling behind it. They're doing it as a way to collect information. They'll also ask you very intimate questions in the very beginning of relationships. So what are your darkest fears? What's your biggest regret? And they're not doing that to build emotional intimacy. They're doing it to collect ammunition. So if you tell them about your relationship with your sister and how you wish it was better and the two of you don't talk very much, if you get in an argument, the first thing they might say is, oh, well, no wonder your sister doesn't talk to you anymore. I totally understand. She thinks you're crazy, too. So they will also do something called trauma dumping, which is when they first meet you, they'll tell you all the terrible things that have happened to them. And, and everybody has trauma to some extent, but this is using trauma as a way to lure you in. And the reason why they're telling you all this very personal information right up front is they're trying to get you to reciprocate and talk about your trauma, and then they will use that as ammunition. So be very careful of someone that seems like they're acting too familiar right when they meet you.
0: It sounds like these people can do so much damage to our emotional and mental health. So if we are ever a victim of a gaslighter, how do we move forward from that?
1: It's very important first to go as low contact as possible or no contact, and also contact a mental health professional, because leaving this type of relationship, is not like a breakup where, you know, you have grief and, and you process and it takes a while to heal when you leave this type of relationship, you can become suicidal. You can have extreme feelings of anxiety and depression. So it's very important you talk with someone because this type of relationship is very difficult to leave. There's also a trauma bonding that happens. And what I mean by that is that when you have an abusive situation or relationship, your body produces adrenaline because that's a fight, flight or freeze chemical, right? So we get a lot of adrenaline coming in that gets that gets our system all amped up. And then there's a period of reconciliation. The person may not say they're sorry because gaslighters usually don't apologize. But then there's a period where they're nice to you. And so then you get dopamine flooding in your system. So your brain gets kind of addicted to that pattern of adrenaline and dopamine. So it's very important to, to notice that this is a reaction your brain is having, that, that excitement in a relationship isn't always healthy. So sometimes those butterflies are red flags. So also, it's, it's important to pay attention to that this, again, is not a standard breakup, it, that it would be really helpful for you to talk to someone through all the different feelings you have. And it's actually quite normal to feel suicidal. If you are feeling suicidal, it's very important to talk to a mental health professional or contact a crisis services.
0: In addition to your website, stephaniesarkis.com, can you offer any other resources that might be of help?
1: Sure. I have a book coming out in July called Healing from Toxic Relationships, where it talks about 10 Steps. To getting free of this relationship and rebuilding your life, because this type of person will dismantle even what you like and dislike. They will uh, turn family and friends against you. So it's really important that you have a guide to help you reestablish those relationships and, and gain your life back.
0: And I definitely want to have you come back on when that book comes out. So we will make that happen. And once again, the the topic that we've been talking about today, Dr. Sarkis' book is Gaslighting, Recognize Manipulative and Emotionally Abusive People and Break Free. And once again, her website is stephaniesarkis.com. Doctor, in our final moments, what's the takeaway? What would you like to leave our listeners with?
1: It's really important to know that you can leave the Type, type of relationship and have relationships that are healthy and productive, and you can go on to have a happy life. Um, this, by no means, this type of relationship doesn't mean that you're going to be in this type of situation forever. You can rebuild, and you can have a life that's even better than what you had before.
0: Dr. Sarkis, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, subscribe to our mailing list, check out our articles, magazine, book club, and be sure to follow us on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.